Welcome to another episode of the Power of the Pause with Colleen Falzo, Energetic Weight Loss Coach. Energetic Weight Loss, we're talking about weight loss in your energetic 5D body, losing the emotional and the mental weight so you can lose the physical 3D weight. Now, a lot of people that listen to this podcast do not have weight to lose. We focus on the physical 3D so much and we have to get to the energetic 5D weight, the emotions the trauma and the drama and the lack from the past stuck in our subconscious mind, holding us back from where we desire to be. Today, I want to talk about radical accountability with my guest, Janice Torberg, who is an amazing woman. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself now. She is a Reiki master, intuitive medium, and self-care accountability partner. Janice, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Colleen. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here today. So as you noted, I am a Reiki master teacher and intuitive medium, and I am a self-care accountability partner, not so much a coach and your partner. I hold you, it's like, we're supposed to go walking today. Where are you? I, you know, you were supposed to meditate today. Why didn't you? I'm that, that nagging little friend or the, your little Jiminy cricket reminding you to get it done. I love that. That's what coaching really is about. I tell my clients all the time you're driving the car. I'm just the mirror. I'm just the rear mirror that's spot checking you, but you're the one making all the decisions. You know, you're not hiring someone to change your life. You are changing your life through radical accountability. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you get into this work? How did you get into this work? Um, well, you mentioned trauma and drama, and that was kind <laughs> of the, the childhood experience. Dark night of the soul, <laughs> spiritual yeah, awakening. Absolutely. started in childhood, and it was off and on, but it wasn't really until my tumultuous marriage where it was like, something's got to give, or I'm going to end up in a box sooner rather than later. So yeah. it was like doing doing a lot of work I met. I've always been an intuitive and always been a medium, very much an empath. And it took a while to, you know, I had an eating disorder for a very long time. I had um, not antisocial tendencies, but like never fitting in all those wonderful things. And then you throw in adolescence um, <laughs> and hormones and all that fun stuff. And then it just snowballs and then you find yourself like I did in, well, not everybody. I found myself in abusive relationships and then an abusive marriage. And it was like, okay, something's got to give. Then I went for an energetic healing and that one of my in-person mentors, like I go back to, I always knew some, I was different. I didn't know how or why. And it wasn't until my um, mentor, she became a mentor and teacher said, um, there's nothing wrong with you. You're psychic. Oh, I was like, oh. okay and started taking classes with her so and she's also the one who guided me to do reiki she's like your hands are hot you have to do something with that and i'm looking at her like i don't know what you're talking about i go to my first reiki class with my reiki teacher with my my reiki mentor and my hands got really hot and i'm like oh now it makes sense <laughs> and yeah. then everybody always preaching you got to do the work you got to do the work they like to hold a mirror to me but when you hold it back oh they don't like that but I also learned that those people need need help too so it's like how can I do this without um 
So I keep on saying it, but how can I help you? So I developed a whole program to help you. It's the little things. It's first and foremost, finding time for yourself. I get up at five. People think I'm crazy, but I get more done by 8 a.m. than some people get done in a day. You can't complain um, about the results I, you're not getting from the work that you're not doing. Really, exactly. It's <laughs> the amount of people that I talk to on a weekly basis that desire an online coaching business and have been through similar stories. You know, my story is very similar. I had an eating disorder. I'm an addiction recovery. I was in very codependent. I was in one very abusive relationship, very codependent relationships, all trying to fill the internal void. The the, the mm-hmm. void is my signature pr- program that I take people to, through. It's like how, how we can fill our own void, how we can take that plug and instead of plugging it into all these outlets, plug it into ourselves and right. develop that spirituality, develop that connection with God, source, you know, the universe, your higher power and let go of your desire for control. And that really requires us to go back, not look at the pain that brought us to our knees, brought us to our healing journey, but the pain when we started, you know, in addiction recovery, I, I speak at a de- detox every month. I always tell them, don't focus on the last couple months, focus on when you started. When was the first time you picked up a drink, picked up a drug? What were you looking to fill? Because that's what you still need to fill. That That's the root of it, right? Looking at the root of it rather than looking at the symptoms of life, you know, the relationships, the, the food issues, they're all a symptom to something d- deeper. Yeah. yeah. And when you get there, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's, it's not hard. It's, it's hard regardless, but you have to look at it. Choo- choose your hard. It's really hard going through life, not being fully happy, laying your head on the pillow every night, being like, I made it through another day, you know, constantly looking externally, but it's also very hard looking within and doing this deep work and addressing the yeah. part of yourself that you have been pushing down and suppressing, Cho- choose your hard and empower yourself either way, either move from power going through this life, not reaching your full potential, not being fully happy, knowing you are worth more or more, you know, and empower yourself, move through life like that, or empower yourself and move through life and empower yourself to face these feelings and turn them into a higher purpose. Agreed. Agreed. I, I definitely agree. I mean, the, the program that I developed takes you on a 90 day journey, but it all starts with your, com- with, with the person's commitment to it's like, okay, I can't do that early in the morning because people will look at you like, oh my God. And some people are like, I'm right there with you. Let's have coffee. So it's really different, but your lunch hour before you go to bed, you know, you've got, you, you create the time. And, and I always tell my clients, ink it in, because if you put it in in pencil, you can erase it. If you put it in an ink, I don't care about erasable ink because that was a joke. Back in the 80s, I'm dating myself. I'm the group in the 80s. Remember erasable ink? It did it, it, it would just rip the paper. So yeah, yeah. So always ink yourself in. Make that commitment. You have that standing appointment every day with yourself. Yeah. And then hold yourself to a, a higher standard. And yeah. Also, a big part of it, too, is understanding how your subconscious mind works and only allowing yourself to be around people that are holding themselves to a higher standard, too. If you're around people that are making excuses all day, 
your subconscious is going to be like, I don't need to do that. It's not that bad. And you need to, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be around people that are super negative and, you know, leaking their power and choose to step into your power. No, if people are, absolutely. I have actually had to step away from friends or people I thought were friends. Um, Healing journey can be very interesting because you really have to step back and spend a lot of time alone to learn your like what makes you tick, what makes you happy without filling your void with food, with alcohol, with drama and relationships, with all this codependency stuff. And you really have to take some time and separate yourself. And it can be a lonely process. It really can. But I always tell my clients, you know, you don't need to make a decision to cut people out of your life forever. Like they're like, well, this, this one friend brings me down. What do I do? And I'm like, live in the gray, just step back. You don't have to be like, I'm ending my friendship. You know what I mean? You can just pull back and spend more time alone. Um, and then assess at a later time. Right. What I've noticed is the universe will remove people in most interesting ways for me because being the empath and being the light worker, uh, I, I have a tendency to want to help everyone. I've tried to stop trying to save everyone, but I want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't help those who don't want to help themselves or don't see that they're they're part of the problem. It's like people who constantly blame other people um, without taking in accountability for their part of what happened. It's like my my relationship was toxic. It was abusive and it ended badly but I was part of that relationship yes I have to take accountability and like I'm in a relationship now like if we fight and we disagree I will always take a look at myself first to see what I can change before I bring it up because it might be a me problem versus a not a them problem but it might be a me problem that I have to find a way to work through it But if it's a we problem or a you need to be aware of this problem, then I bring it up. Yeah. And it's really important to see that everything is a reflection of, of us. Everything in our lives is a mirror to us and what we can grow more in, what we can, you know, do a deeper dive in our reflection on. Like we're not caught, if we're calling in these relationships, it's because we're available to them. Um, and to move from power, something that I've done a lot of work to do, you know, being in addiction recovery, being in recovery from eating disorders, again, the very abusive relationship that I was in, a lot of things in life that, you know, I would go back and do things differently. When you learn what it was there to teach you, you're able to look back at it in a different way. You know, I look back on the very narcissistic, abusive man that I was with and I have zero resentment. I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned and I just see him as a sick man. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Granted, he comes near me, I'm calling the cops, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't look back at any anger, any low levels of consciousness. I have full acceptance. You know, the two main emotions we have are love or fear. And acceptance is where love begins. And we need to get to have radical accountability. We have to have radical acceptance. And that's that's a pill. That's a pill to swallow because radical acceptance comes from 
over and over and over accepting what we resent and what's bringing us down. There's truth to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I believe in the, what, what did it teach me? Cause sometimes when you're in it, you don't know what you're learning. Yeah. When you step back that, you know, what you're learning or what you've learned. And if you really take things to develop like a deeper level of just spirituality and you see where you're trying to force your will, you know, the universe, like whatever you want to call your higher power, I identify my higher power as God, the universe, God, spirit, source, however you want to call it. You know what I mean? We all have to believe in something more powerful than us is running the show, right? To release that control and to be able to fully surrender in and everything's happening within for us and we get signs all the time but a lot of times we we ignore the signs and we try and push them away rather than be like okay um you know and when you really develop that spirituality and that relationship with your higher power you're able to see the signs and release your control and release your plan trusting that something greater than you could plan is on its way to you agreed agreed so there's a, there's a lot to be lot to be said with that for sure um and surrender is the greatest lesson it well not the greatest it's the toughest lesson we all like some semblance of control i've noticed that certain people in my life when i ask don't do that or this upsets me i get the attitude of don't you dare tell me what to do and they do it anyway or they say something that they really want consciously, but terrifies them on a subconscious level, and they revert to a seemingly different person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I see that in a lot of relationships and friendships. Um, and uh, recently, again, God, universe, source moved a person out of my life, and it was very interesting because I was doing my I do a monthly webinar. And I was talking about, it's like, I really, this person is constantly complaining. Oh, it's too cold. It's too that. I can't this, I can't that. And I'm sitting here and I I, I have no poker face. I've been told to work on it. I, I don't know what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, my mom used to say, don't look at me like that. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't control this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will not look at you that way if you tell me who I'm looking at you, um, but I know I have no face. So when she would do those things, it just got to the point of where I know my face was talking louder than my words. And I was always there for her. I will always be there for her. But I remember saying in this webinar, because she was my walking buddy, that I like walking alone. And I kid you not, about two weeks later, after day every day canceling this, that, and the other, it was just like, okay, I would go walking anyway. I go walking anyway, but I took it as a sign. It's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And if you're not going to tell me, I can't fix it, change it, address it. And it was a good six months. And then all of a sudden she reaches out to me and I, and I saw the signs. I almost took bait, but then I saw the signs. I stepped back and was like, no, I, you know, I will always be there for her because yeah. that's just the person I am. But it, it's kind of like, she's going through a tumultuous stage in life. She's going through figuring out if they're going to do mediation or actual divorce. My loyalty 
are to the boys, my son and her son, because they're friends. Sure. That's, you need me to pick up your son. I'm on it. I need you to pick up my son. Yes or no. You know, I'm on it. But I, I learned that was one of my lessons. It's like, okay, are you going to, you going to do this again? I was like, no, I don't think I can. It takes too much energy. Yeah. Yeah. You need to protect your energy. And also, again, like I said earlier about like, I work with my clients through a lot about like not needing to decide right now, just stepping back and assessing your energy, but then seeing that different people bring out a different version of us. Some people make us feel very peaceful. Some people just like, for whatever reason, make us feel a little bit uneasy and we owe it to ourselves over anyone else. And God, God will let you know who is meant to be in your life and who's not meant to be in your, your, your life. But we have to take radical accountability for what we allow into our, our lives. We can't go, like, oh. oh, this is my son's friend's mom. It doesn't matter. You well, have I, accountability for who you are accountable for who you give your time to, you know, it's a cost of access. And when you've done this work and you've made a difference and you've done the work to face the deeper, darker sides of yourself and come out on the other side of it and turn your pain into your purpose, turn your pain into your power, right? You get to a point that you have standards. You have standards for who you allow in your life and it's unapologetic. It's not a personal thing. It's just, I know where I was. I know where I am and I know where I'm going and I will not allow anything to take me back to a low vibration. Once you raise your level of consciousness, yeah. you either need to lower your consciousness level down from love to fear to bring people up to love. And you just can't lower your consciousness for anyone. No one no, knows. No, you, you can't. I've been told several times by God's universe and through my friends who work through him always. And they're like, you're not low vibe because people have accused me of being low vibe. And they're like, um, the person doing that is low vibe and everyone needs to raise, rise up. They need to level up. Um, and that's why where your circle is, like you were saying, you're on certain paths. If you want to get to that next level, you have to, as my mom would say, quit your bitching. Excuse my language of this. Is, there's no cussing. Oh, you're I, but it gets to that point. We literally had a shirt that said, quit your bitching <laughs> because life doesn't get any easier. It's just a matter of how you deal with what's thrown at you. And sometimes those, those lessons are very hard, but if you take the moment to reflect, it's like, okay, all these really horrible things happen to me and I can either let them consume me or continue to consume me. And there are times where you go back and it's like, oh God, and you feel the dip, but you're like, no, that's not now. This is now. And be more present and focused that I find that helps me get through because we can all, at, you know, as addiction recovery, I, you know, I still struggle with food. There are times when I look in the mirror and you have to remind yourself, you have to eat. The wound will always be, be there. Be there. The wound, yeah. But it, it's on you to establish the tools and the awareness of the wound and to hold your standards and hold your boundaries high. And the way our brain works, it's really hard to do that on your own, which is why people hire coaches, which is why there's so many coaches out there. 
Um, because you know, your brain is designed to keep you back. Your brain designed to scan the environment, see what could possibly go wrong and protect you from it. And so these things, oh, yeah, the ego is the ego. Yeah, the ego. Yeah. Ego is there to protect you, but it does way too good of a job. That's yeah. why I, I will say I, I tell people my my ego spends a lot of time in the corner, not because it's bad, but because it's it, because it's trying to protect me too much. And you have to be accountable for your actions and what you say and how you behave. And that takes a lot of self-awareness and it's very hard in today's age to be self-aware. So once you take that step, it's kind of like, okay, it, it can be easy to go back and not care. But when you reach a certain level of accountability for yourself, it's, it's really hard to go back. Yeah. And, you know, one of my best friends is in addiction recovery too. And we talk just about every day and we hold each other accountable. Like I have a therapist and I have two different coaches and I have a best friend that I talk to on, like I said, a daily basis. And we remind each other, like we can never go back to where we were. Like you need to really have your values and your standards so high. And then when someone else has different values or you're, you're not, I'm not better than anyone. But I'm not willing to recognize to to compromise my values, my standards for anyone, because I'm not willing to lower my consciousness. I have to stay where I am. And again, you know, when you raise from the levels of consciousness, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the apathy, et cetera, and you raise to acceptance and love, and you learn to either attach or detach with love at all times, you either need to hold your 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 consciousness level and let people rise up to you or you need to lower down and bring them up and that's just it's much harder to bring people up yeah you 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 can't go it's backwards no and that's why i'm sure in your program as well as in mine it's i'm not going to lower myself to you i'm going to help you come up it's kind of like that inspirational poster where you got this guy climbing up and he reaches back to grab somebody else it's like i'm not gonna let you pull me down because that's too dangerous that's a slippery slope but i will help you come up and that's really where i'm at with holding someone accountable it's like well you're you're where you're at because you didn't make any steps you didn't take any steps yeah and also um there's a quote that i love the teacher doesn't talk during the test and so like the 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 teacher doesn't talk and so sometimes as much as you want to save people you can't save someone that doesn't want to be saved and walking away or holding space and again living in the gray not ending stuff but just like stepping back is going to give them the opportunity to learn but we all have free free will so it's on all of us if we're going to take I mean I had I look back before I got sober, I was given so many opportunities to learn a lesson. And my mom is a Reiki master as well. Nice. And um, she said to me, I want to say a year and a half before I got, got sober and I went to re- rehab and whatnot. She said, Colleen, the universe isn't mad at you. Like your, your guides want to tell you, no one's mad at you. You nice. just aren't learning lessons you need to learn. So you're getting them harder and harder. And that's how the universe works. Everything's happening with and for us. We're being given lessons and we're being guided all the time. But when we force our will rather than stepping back and surrendering, letting go of control, letting go of our plan, the lessons get harder and harder. And pain cycles end when you learn the lesson they're there to teach you. That's what we need to understand. 
And that's where self-accountability is. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> in all honesty, how many times did you go to rehab before it worked? There's, I mean, I remember being in college and this was before, I mean, I had a, apparently a, a history with abusive relationships, but I didn't see it until I was in my most recent marriage. And like you said, the hardest, you know, it gets harder and harder until, you know, something. Yeah. Anyway, I remember for my journalism class, we had to do a feature. And I love how the universe works in certain aspects for me. And it was kind of letting me know, even at that time, hey, the relationship you are in isn't good for you. But the statistic, and it's probably gone up, is really scary about abusive relationships and you being in one meeting. Seven to 12 times to. A woman will leave seven times before she actually leaves or is dead. Yeah. It was, or is dead. They, They leave, they get into this and like, so I've had people, well, I'm in an abusive relationship. I am too. I was, I was, and yeah. it took a lot of courage to leave and it was very hard to leave, but I was going to end up a statistic and that's my where, so that's no power. <laughs> power either move from power and know you're with a partner that's abusive and move from power and stay in the relationship or move from power and leave, but stop being the v- victim. Either, either bring awareness to it and be like, I'm choosing to stay in this abusive relationship or I'm choosing to leave, but stop being the victim of your life. Start taking radical accountability. Yeah, I think that's a powerful, powerful cue out. Janice, thank you so much for joining today. Where can the listeners find you and follow you at for more information? Uh, you can find me on my website, thequiethealer.com. And I also have a podcast all about peace, finding peace in everyday chaos. And that's on YouTube. And you can find me there at The Quiet Healer on YouTube. Awesome. For unique peace every Sunday morning. Love it. Love it. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Colleen Falto on Instagram, at Colleen Falto on Facebook. There's a link tree on both of those platforms with a bunch of free downloads. You can schedule a free 30 minute call. If you're still listening, if you could like rate, review this show, share it with a friend, that'd be so awesome. Janice, thank you again so much for your time and your wisdom. It was such a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you. Thank you to your listeners. Awesome.